0: This is Restoration Bible Church and Ministries. We are a people of excellence living purposefully. And now, here is God's servant, Reverend Tina Balanta, as she brings you God's Word. We trust that you will be blessed as you listen.
1: You're welcome to church this morning. Psalm 23. We're continuing with. The Lord is our shepherd. This morning we're going to be looking at the Good Shepherd. We're going to be looking at verse 5, but we'll go through the whole chapter. It's not long, just six verses. And I know a number of us know it off heart. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He re- Leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He guideth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou hast anointed my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely... Goodness and mercy or loving kindness shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Praise the Lord. This morning we're going to be. He prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Is one thing that I I enjoy talking about because a lot of people are so scared of their enemies that they would rather have their enemies die. (laughs) But God said, don't be afraid of your enemies. In fact, invite your enemies to the table. Invite your enemies to the table. The only thing is they will not be able to eat on that table because the things that God has provided to be blessings for you will end up being poisonous to them. So they can't can't enjoy what's on the table, what belongs to you. There are things that God has made for his own children. So we're going to be looking at that this morning. The table of communion has on it all that our redemption provided for us. That's the first thing we're going to be looking at. The table of communion has on it all that our redemption provided for us. A lot of times when we take communion, when we come to church for communion, we say it's just a communion service just to take the bread and the wine, and that's settled. But there is more to it than just ordinary bread and wine. It represents the life of God himself, the life of Jesus himself. It represents him, it represents all that he did on that fateful day where he took our place Where sickness was concerned, he took our place where destruction was concerned. He took our place in every area. There's more to it. Exodus chapter 12, verses 11 to 13, Psalm 105, 37, and Matthew 26, verses 26 to 28. Exodus chapter 12, 11 to 13, Psalm 105, 37, and Matthew 26, verses 26 to 28. Everything that our redemption provided for us is on that communion table. So when we sit at the communion table, we need to sit at that table with knowledge. Sit at it and talk to the elements. Just talk, not just sit down and eat, but as we are partaking. Father, I thank you because the bread was broken. The bread represents Jesus' body that was broken. It represents my healing. And thus shall you eat it. Exodus 12 verse 11. And thus shall you eat it with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand. And you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I love that part because God says he's going to execute judgment against all your enemies. Whatever they are. Po- sure you know poverty is an enemy. When poverty has been judged in your life, it means that abundance increase comes your way. Hallelujah. It means you will not lack again. It means it's from your hand that you'll be joining to give to other people. You'll become a distributor. you become a channel of blessings to other people. Hallelujah. When sickness is judged, it means in your house, in your life, in all that concerns you, sickness has no part. In fact, it can try and knock at the door. But because it has been judged, you don't even need to open the door. It goes away. It finds its way. So it says all the enemies are judged. God judged them. And all of it took place the night they broke bread and they, 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 they used the blood of the Lamb. Which means that as you are partaking of the bread and the cup, every time you take communion, judge the enemies that are against you. Judge the enemies that are against you. I always tell people, don't wait for the enemies to stand before you before you judge them. Judge them while they are a million miles away. And they will not come near you in the name of Jesus. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Psalm one o five thirty seven. He brought them forth also with silver and gold, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. There was not one feeble person among their tribe. He brought them out with silver and gold. They were not poor. They they were not poor. They were poor while they were in the land. But as they came out into their promise, the promise that God had prepared for them, as they came out, God brought them out with favor. For those of us who know the story, God told them, go and ask your neighbors. Go and ask them for things that you want. Go and ask them for silver, for gold, for chain, for everything you can imagine. Go and ask them for it. And God granted them favor so much so that as they were asking, the people were not even asking, who are you? You know there are some people that will come and ask, Well, who gave you permission? Who gave you the other city to come and start asking me for? They didn't. Is that what you want? Oh, okay, let me even add Giara on top of it. Hallelujah. And they went out with silver and gold and there was not one feeble person. Why was there not one feeble person? Because they had already partaken of the lamb. That was the representative of Jesus. That was the representation of Jesus Christ. They had partaken of that lamb. They had partaken of strength and health. God was preparing them for a journey they knew nothing about. God knew their journey was going to take them 40 years. He planned an 11-day journey for them. But God knew his people. He knew it would take them 40 years. So he gave them the energy they needed, everything, the sustenance they'll need for the 40 years. He gave it to them that night. And the Bible says they went out, not one person was feeble amongst them. Remember, there were old people there. There were people that definitely were not well before that time. But as they partook of the lamb, they partook of the bread, they had the blood sprinkled over them. They stepped out in strength. You'll step out in strength. You'll step out in health in the name of Jesus. With long life, he'll satisfy you and show you his salvation. That's the promise of God. That's what is on the communion table. So don't ever look at the communion table as an ordinary table. There is more to it than that. There is more to it than that. And remember, payday with God is always today. Payday with God is never tomorrow. It's never tomorrow. God does not say, "Eh, when tomorrow comes, then I will bless you. Jesus paid the price. So when you are taking the bread and the cup, Father, thank you because as at today, I am delivered. As at today, I am healed. As at today, I am protected. As at today, which means today is always every day. So since payday is every day and today is always every day, it means every day as you step out, every day as you step in, um, into your business premises and your offices, wherever you walk, you tell yourself what today is for you. And that is what you receive, even in your lives, in the name of Jesus. Because payday with God is always today. It's never tomorrow. It's never tomorrow. Faith is now. Faith is now. Faith is now. Faith is never tomorrow. Faith is today. Faith is now. You believe, you receive, and you shall have. And as they were eating, Matthew 26, verse 26, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink you all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. And they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb, and by the word of our testimony. What are we testifying about? We are testifying of what the blood of Jesus has done for us. We testify of the fact that the blood of Jesus has separated us from every walk of hell. We testify of the fact that the blood of Jesus has made a demarcation between us and premature death. It's made a demarcation between us and harassments and attacks and poverty. The blood of Jesus has made a demarcation. That's what we are testifying of. And the more you testify of what the blood of Jesus has done for you, the more you'll see that blood work on your behalf in the name of Jesus. It doesn't just stay there. But we need to testify of what that blood has done. Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. Your testimonies will abound in the name of Jesus. To be anointed with oil is to receive grace to succeed in the presence of your enemies. To be anointed with oil is to receive grace to succeed in the presence of your enemies. Don't be afraid of your enemies. I keep saying it. Even if you feel there are people in your office that are planning against you, that are preparing against you, that are talking against you, that are doing everything to make sure your file is filled with negative reports, remember that God anoints your head with oil. And that oil is an oil of increase. It's an oil of success. It's an oil of promotion that God places over your head. So even when the enemy tries to use you as their stepping stone, oil is slippery. They're going to fall down. On your behalf, because of you, they're going to fall down. Hallelujah. Because God anoints your oil, head for a reason. He anoints our heads with oil for a reason. That people would know that there is something unusual about you as his child. There is something unique about you. When people look at you, you become a thing of terror to them. You remember when the children of Israel left Egypt? Um, Rahab was the one that said it, that everybody knows what God did for you. In fact, so much so that all of us are afraid of you. You might not know it, but the enemy is scared of you. And he needs you. Once you are bold enough, how many of you have ever seen a, a, a rat or a mouse? The moment you, in fact, the slightest move, he runs because he's afraid of you. The enemy might want you to feel as if he's not afraid of you, but in all sincerity, he is afraid of you. Because he knows that on your inside is something greater than him. On your inside is the almighty God. Greater is he, the Bible says, that is in you than he that is in the world. That is who is on your inside. So when the enemy sees you, he's scared. He tries to put a face to make you feel as if. But the moment you know who you are and you know what Christ has done for you, you know what the blood has paid for you to have, and you dare him and you stand before him and you say, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you, he'll run. Hallelujah. And the blessings of God will fill your homes and your environments in the name of Jesus. So you are created to succeed in the presence of your enemies. And you will succeed. You will rise from one level to another even before their very eyes in the name of Jesus. And don't be afraid of the enemies in your house. Because sometimes there are people that are afraid of the enemies in their house. Don't be afraid of them. The same oil, that same oil will cause you to go higher than them. Praise the Lord. That same oil will cause you to go higher than them. You are irrepressible. You cannot be suppressed. They can try, but you cannot be suppressed. Just like a ball in, in water a balloon in water. A balloon can never stay under. The more you push it, the more it bounces. The more you push it, the more it, it comes up. That's how you are as a child of God. So as many as feel they need to step on you, you'll just keep bouncing higher and higher than them in the name of Jesus. Everyone that has written something negative about you, the book that God has written about you has more power and more authority. And what he has written about you will stand even before their very eyes and come to pass in their presence in the name of Jesus. Psalm 92, the righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. Psalm 92 verses 12 to 15. You will flourish like a palm tree where you are. Old age will not hinder you. Because palm trees, the older they get, the stronger they become. Hallelujah. You are a demonstration of God's faithfulness. That's who you will be. Psalm 92 verses 12 to 15. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. They shall still bring forth fruit in old age. They shall be fat and flourishing to show that the Lord is upright. He is my rock. There is no unrighteousness in him. It says you'll flourish in the courts of our God. It's talking about in the courtyards of our God. One thing about courtyards is that's where people sit down and they bring cases against you. They bring cases against you, what you have done. You remember the Bible says God saw Satan walking to and fro in the courts of heaven. And he said, where are you coming from? He said, I I just came from walking to and fro aimlessly. And God now said, okay, since you don't have work to do, have you seen my servant Job? (laughs) So the courts of heaven is where the enemy comes to lay complaints against you. But do you know something about those complaints? There's the blood That always makes sure those complaints don't settle. As he raises complaints against you, there's a blood that wipes them away. There's an advocate we have that stands up and says, yes, it is true what you said. I don't deny it. But I remember about 2,000 years ago, I went to the cross and I paid the price for that child of mine. Therefore, that thing, that accusation cannot stand against that child of mine. Therefore, Father in heaven, remember the mercy seat. Remember, my blood is on the mercy seat. That accusation cannot stand against my child. And God will say, Case dismissed. Hallelujah. Case dismissed. That's why there's no condemnation against you as a child of God. It's not that those things are not there. They are there. They happened. But something else overtook events. The blood that was shed on the cross overtook all those events. So when the enemy is trying to make you feel useless, when he's trying to make you feel as if you are of no value because of where you are coming from, remind him of where he's headed to. Remind him of where he's headed to. And tell him that even if he dares to go to the courts of heaven, your advocate is there waiting for him. And they have answers that will tear his own, his own case to shreds where you are concerned in the name of Jesus. The devil is a liar against you. The righteous shall flourish in the courts of heaven. In the courts. In the courts. So don't be afraid. When the enemy, when, because a lot of times we sit down and Isaiah 53, verse 5. Can you put it up for me, please? Isaiah 53, verse 5 or verse 4, I think it is. Isaiah 53. Okay, let me find it. Um, Verse 5. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was placed upon him. The punishment needed for us to get peace. Where do we lack peace a lot of times? It's here. It's in our head we we lack peace a lot of times. Because we sit down and we start thinking. The devil brings thoughts. Sometimes it's thoughts of, how are you going to pay school fees? School fees is due. How are you going to pay your school fees? Those of you that uh, were trusting God, they've given you an extra two, two weeks. <laughs> you are like, okay, how are we going to pay the school fees? Where is the money coming from? Thoughts like that come. House rent is due. I have medical bills. They call from the village. On top of that, the enemy now starts to remind you of things that you did years ago that you should have do- stopped, forgotten about. He reminds you of the brokenness That you're coming from. He reminds you of the pieces of your life that you wish nobody knew about. The enemy starts to harass you with things like that. All of it is in your mind. But the Bible says that the chastisement, the punishment that was needed for you to have peace, Jesus took it upon himself. Which means when the enemy is trying to steal your peace, you refuse to wear that cap. Somebody else has won the cap on your behalf. Somebody else has won the cap on your behalf. It has won that cup. So when you sit down and you look at yourself and you say, "Hey God, see my life. Is this how I will end my life?" That's the devil trying to make you take what Jesus has paid for. Remember on the communion table. That's one of the things. You, that's one of the things on your table. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Peace of mind is on that table. Peace of mind is on the table. Remind the enemy that yes, all those things happened but somebody has paid the price. And as you keep reminding him on a daily basis, you'll find that he'll be forced to flee from you. And the peace that was paid for you to enjoy will be rightfully yours in the name of Jesus. The peace that was paid for. Peace I give unto you, my peace I leave unto you, not as the world gives. That's what Jesus said. He's not giving us the world's kind of peace. But he's giving us a peace that passes all understanding. A peace that has nothing to do with human understanding. The price has been paid. And you will enjoy the peace of God, even into old age, in the name of Jesus. He says you will continue to bring forth fruit in old age. You'll be fat and you'll be flourishing as you grow old in the name of Jesus. Which means there's no retirement age as far as God is concerned. (laughs) Romans chapter 8 verse 11. Hallelujah. The same spirit, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies. He will make alive your mortal bodies. He'll make it alive. So if there's any part of your mortal body that is feeling unquickened, that is feeling weak, that is feeling stressed, that is feeling as if it doesn't have life, remember that the Spirit of God on your inside, the greater one that indwells in you, the one that has the life, in him was life. The life was the light of men. He came that you might have life and have that life in abundance. That life on your inside will quicken your bodies and cause you to walk in strength and in health in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit in your life is the running over anointing. The Holy Spirit in your life is the running over anointing. You remember Jesus said, Out of your belly shall flow rivers. Rivers of living water. It will flow. It will flow. It will be an overflowing of the anointing of God. The host of hell could not keep Jesus in the grave. The host of hell cannot stop the blessings of God from coming upon you. The same spirits that could not keep Jesus in the grave, those same spirits, they will not be able to stop you from enjoying the blessings of God because the price has been paid. And the Holy Spirit will make you enjoy all that belongs to you in the name of Jesus. The table reveals the Father's hearts. The table reveals the Father's hearts. Because Jesus paid the price for the table that was prepared. The table reveals the father's heart because Jesus paid the price for that table that was prepared. Jesus paid the price. If you want to speak in our normal language, you'll say Jesus went to the market and bought everything and put on the table. He sat down with God in heaven. They had a meeting. And they made a list of everything that needed to be paid back. Everything that needed to be bought. Everything that needed to be collected back from the enemy. And Jesus said, if I'm going, I'm not going. I'm not doing one leg in, one leg out. If I'm going, I'm buying everything back for them. So even if there are things about your life that nobody knows, things that you need that nobody will understand if you are to try and explain to them, Jesus paid for it. Jesus paid for it. Jesus paid for it. He didn't stop halfway. Matthew 7 says, Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. Matthew 7 from verse 7. And he that seeks findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you whom, if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil or being natural, know how to give good things to your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? How much more? How much more? If we as normal parents are child, in fact, even before they finish asking, as long as we have it available, we don't say no to them. As long as we have it available, we don't deny our children. Once they ask, go and take. Once they ask, it's available. Go and pick it up. God said, if we being natural or evil know how to do that for our own children, how much more of him, our father in heaven, The Bible says he has loved us with an everlasting love. He has loved us with a love that cannot be timed. It's forever. It continues forever and ever. And there is nothing you'll do as a child of God that will stop God from loving you. Hallelujah. Remember, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No matter where you are coming from, condemnation is far from you. No matter what you have put your hands into, condemnation is far from you. All that God says is he loves you, and that love is permanent. There was something I read the other day that's... I'll use it as a... You know, when the prodigal son ran away, when he went out of his father's house and he took everything, there was a law in the land that said if that child ever came back because he dishonored his father, because it was dishonoring his father to ask for your inheritance while the father is alive. So the culture of the day was that if he ever came back while the father was still alive, if he ever came back, the elders of the land will stone him. And they'll tell him, you are not welcome in this country because you dishonored your father. That was the culture. The father knew that culture. That was why the moment he saw his son coming, before the elders of the land will come and start stoning the son and telling the son to go, we don't know you, we don't want you in this land, the father ran and grabbed hold of him. The father was saying indirectly, if you are going to stone this boy, you are going to stone me also. If you are stoning this boy, you are driving me out of this place also. That's the heart of a father. God has done more for you. God stood between you and the enemy. And he told the enemy, My, I have paid the price. My son has paid the price. But if you think that you can successfully touch this child of mine, come through me and let's see if it will work. And brothers and sisters, I can tell you the enemy will not try it. Because the wall between you and him is stronger than the wall he can imagine. The blood that is between you and him. There are so many layers of things that are between you and the enemy. The blood of Jesus is between you and the enemy. The angels of God are between you and the enemy. The fire of the Holy Ghost is between you and the enemy. God himself is between you and the enemy. How many of them is he going to try and go through? You are protected and you are delivered in the name of Jesus. There's nothing the enemy will throw at you that will get to you. There is nothing. Every day, remind the devil, payday is here, I'm enjoying the blessing that belongs to me. Every day, remind him, as I'm going out, I'm not going to lack food for my family. As I go out, I'm not going to lack the inheritance that Jesus paid for. And as we do that, that word will come to pass. Don't accept what the enemy throws at you. Don't. Because the moment we accept what he throws at us, that's the case is finished once we accept it it means we lose what belongs to us remember he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies he's not going to remove anything from that table again from here till the last breath you take that table is prepared before you that table is always waiting for you and that table just needs your own signature attached to the main signature and as you sign you could sign the check You will enjoy everything that belongs to you on that table in Jesus' name. Jesus was sent to bring that thing to pass. Jesus is your mediator, Jesus is your intercessor, your high priest. And that's why you can enjoy all that belongs to you. Ephesians 2 4 to 8. Ephesians 2 4 to 8. Acts 10, 19 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. He went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the enemy. He went about doing good and healing all. Acts 10.38. 38. Ephesians 2. But God who is rich in mercy For his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved, and has raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God." You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. You are seated far above, far above all principalities and powers. Every walk of the enemy, you are seated far above them. And everything, everything that the enemy throws against you will fall before you in this season in the name of Jesus. In closing, let's look at our country. We see shepherds almost every day here. And one thing I have picked from the shepherds we look at on a daily basis is this. They provide food for their sh- their cattle. There was years ago, I was in the kitchen working, doing normal house chores, cooking or something. When I saw somebody climbing my fence in the broad daylight, I was like, ah-ah who is this that is not afraid to climb my fence? I was actually ready to, to go and raise noise. Then I saw the person had a matchet and he was holding the branch. I said, okay, let me watch this drama that is happening in front of my own house. And he started cutting the branch, but as he was cutting, he was dropping them outside the fence. And I looked very well and I realized he was a shepherd. His cattle did not have food. And they were passing by and they saw some trees, some leaves that his cattle needed to eat. And he did not care to ask my permission. He did not even care to ask who owns the house. Not to talk of asking who, who, who permission from the person that owns the house. As far as he was concerned, his cattle were hungry and he was going to get food from them. If you like, madam, go and look for trouble. <laughs> but do you know what that told me? Provision is not your problem. It's your father's responsibility. It's your father's responsibility. He will guide you to where you will find it, but it is his responsibility. So on a daily basis, what we need to do is, Father, thank you because you are guiding me to where my needs will be met. All I am going to do is once I see the provision, I'm going to enjoy what you have prepared for me. The guy moved from one tree to another and took all the leaves, the branches, and dropped. And once he dropped, he waited until they finished eating before they moved off. If a human being can do that, what more of your heavenly father? You are worth much more than the birds or the cattle in the fields. There is nothing you will need that your father has not gone ahead of. There's nothing you will desire that he has not made provision for. Always remember he has you on his mind. Your name is tattooed on his hand. He has you on his mind. He'll never forget you. He'll never forsake you. The second thing I realize is when the cattle are not well, when they are sick, or when there's been an accident, the shepherd is going to stay with that sick one. He's going to carry him around. He's going to find everything he can to make sure he gets well. That table that your father prepared, long life is on that table. No matter what is happening on your left and on your right, long life is on that table. And your father says he's going to satisfy you with long life. So no matter what there is in your family lineage, No matter what is happening because of circumstances in the economy or circumstances around you, or because somebody in the office does not like your face, because your father has made sure long life is on the table, you will fulfill the number of your days that he has written for you in the name of Jesus. There is nothing like going prematurely. There is nothing like that. The enemy might rise, he might attack... But the dividing line between you and the enemy is thick. And the devil will not cross through that line in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Let's talk to our shepherd. He has provided for us. He has prepared a table for us. There is a table he has prepared for us. There are things on the table. What do you need from that table? Do you need encouragement? Do you need peace? Do you need provision? What do you need from that table? Go to that table confidently because your Father has provided it. He has made it available. It's all yours. He doesn't need the things on that table. He doesn't need any of them. He made them available for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the shepherd, the good shepherd. Jesus, we thank you for your provisions where we are concerned. I thank you, Lord, for the church family. I thank you for everyone that is here this morning. I thank you, Father, because they have needs, but you know the needs. And you have gone ahead of them. You have made provision for those needs to be met. Therefore, Father, I stand in agreement with every single one of them. And I call those needs met in the name of Jesus. Everything that the enemy has stolen from them, Father, I declare a sevenfold return over their lives, over all that concerns them that has been stolen from them in the name of Jesus. Everywhere, Father, that they have struggled because of the harassment of the enemy, I speak peace into those areas in the name of Jesus. And I declare promotion from level to level in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because the running over cup belongs to your children. And in this season and in these times, the cups of their life, the cups in their homes will run over and make them channels of blessings to other people in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Lord, we bless you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name we've prayed.
0: Thank you for listening to today's message. Do join us same time next week. Follow us on our social media handles, Facebook and Instagram at Restoration Ministries International. Twitter and Mixilla at RBCM online. And our website is www.rbcmonline.org. You can also be part of our live power park services every Wednesday by 5:30 p.m. and on Sunday by 7 a.m. and 8:30 a.m. respectively, at Restoration International Conference Center, RICC, Romeni Extension, Kaduna South. God bless you.